0: Welcome everyone to the Rookies Baseball Podcast where we talk baseball with hosts Isaac Julesrud and Nate Ellison. So let's get right into this first episode, um, starting with this day in baseball history. So for me, I have uh, this today's date, March 10th, uh, year 2010. The Arizona Diamondbacks signed outfielder Justin Upton, who was their first round draft pick, uh, to a six-year $51.25 million deal. Um, he was 22 at the time, and I would say he was definitely one of the Diamondbacks' best and biggest players for them, for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah, he was uh, really good for a while with us, and he's still actually doing pretty good for the Angels, I think. Um, and now the D-backs' record contract is held by Granky, isn't it? Oh, with yeah. With 162 yeah. or something. Um, yeah, so that was a good signing. And didn't he come right out of high school, too?
0: From what I know, yes. He was drafted right out of high yeah, school, that sounds right. All
1: right, uh, mine is March tenth, nineteen sixty-three. Pete Rose plays in his first spring training game of his career. Um, so that's a pretty big event for MLB. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know where it was. Where did the Reds play in sixty-three?
0: Probably, they, they it was still in Arizona and Florida, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. So probably Arizona. They play in Arizona. They yeah. play in Arizona. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. So
1: that was. Uh, and he's still the most controversial or one of the most controversial players ever. He's not in the Hall of Fame unfortunately.
0: Right. I I think that was kind of an overreaction honestly with the oh, yeah. scandal mm-hmm. or whatever. All right, on to our next section section, uh we will be going over our top 2 underrated players that we think are underrated in the National League West division. And on to our next section, our top 3 or 2 underrated players in the NL West.
1: All right, well, I went with two Diamondbacks today. Um, That might be a little biased, but I know them best. Um, My number two uh, underrated is Tim LeCastro, uh, an outfielder, and he owns the highest or the fastest sprint speed per second in MLB with 30.3 feet per second. Uh, That was as of last year. Um, His career slash line is 256 batting average, 365 on base, and a 365 – Slugging, so he doesn't slug, but his on base career is pretty. I mean, that's nice,
0: and I think his average is going to go up because he hasn't played consistently, right? Because he hasn't yeah. played a full season. Well, and
1: he finally got his average up
0: because this last year he played a career high game,
1: uh, games played to scale, obviously, right? Um, but he hit 290 uh, with an on base of 395, um, and he still has never been caught stealing in his big league career
0: 26 and 0. As a career. All right. Uh, my number two pick was also Tim LaCastro. Um, I don't think there's really any controversy over that. Nope. But he has picked up a lot of attention by everyone. They're like, this guy's fast. Yeah. And everyone knows he's going to be good. He's a great fielder as well. I haven't checked his fielding metrics. His but, arm's
1: not very good, but he's he's so fast he'll catch anything. Right.
0: Two errors over 101 games. That's pretty good. And 644 innings. So, excellent. Excellent f- defender. Defensive-wise, yes. On to your number one pick.
1: Uh, Christian Walker, also an Arizona Diamondback. Uh, never got the chance to play as an Oriole. And then he came up to Arizona. I forget what trade we got him in. But he is slashed in his career... Uh, I oh, don't know, this is his 2020 line. 271, 333, 459. He only hit seven home runs, but the year before, in a full season, he hits
0: 29, 29, yeah. Um, Not to mention— He's he- an amazing he- defender. Yes, he is. He also had eight stolen bases, which is— I can't stop ranting about the Diamondbacks because they steal so many bases. Mm-hmm. Even the slow guys, they know they know how to beat you. And
1: that's because Dave McKay is the greatest first right. base coach. Right, definitely. Um, and Walker— Had to come in and fill in for Goldschmidt and did not bend from the pressure.
0: Right, definitely. In fact, I don't think he quite had a Goldschmidt season, but it was close. It It was close. close. It was a great comparison, definitely. Uh, Yeah. And my number one pick was, I was uh, thinking of Walker, but um, I went with Zach Gallen. Oh, yeah. And I say overrated, even though he has... Underrated, you mean. Oh, or underrated, Yeah. He has been getting a lot of uh, attention as well, but people are saying he's the next Max Scherzer, and I believe it. You see his stuff, and the way that he he's very well composed, and it's very structural. I think. Oh yeah,
1: and he's got a a big thing with pickoffs. He'll pick off. He picked off like nine times in a row last season. um, Right. And it's just they asked him about it, and he just said it's his competitive nature. Like he he really thinks every single time that he needs to pick off the runner at first base. Right. Um. And so he could win a Cy Young any year now. I think definitely. He's and if the D-backs ever if they can sign an offensive, you know, good bat and uh, another pitcher, I mean, he could be an ace for a while now.
0: That's what I was thinking. The Diamondbacks, I think if they get one more good offensive player then they're they're set really. Their their rotation I think looks pretty good. Yeah, I know. Um. Uh,
1: so who do you think should be a target for them in the next Let's see who's left. Days? Oh, 365
0: days. 365 days. The next
1: year. Who do you think they should try and get as a pitcher? Um,
0: so probably Chris Bryant. Um, it seems that I think the Cubs are kinda of like the Rockies because they're like they got rid of Arenado yep. and they're kind of rebuilding, but their team is still decent, I guess. Um, so I think Chris Bryant would be a good option. They do have Eduardo Escobar, but Bryant, you know, he's been practicing a lot of outfield. Uh I haven't seen him in spring training though, play outfield at all yet.
1: Here's what the D Backs should do: is that this year they play it out. If they're not in contention, they trade Escobar at the deadline, and then they go out and they spend some money on Chris Bryant, like four years, hundred and ten million. Yeah, I would I would agree. And you, you get maybe good, even less. Yeah, even less, and just pitch him on you know young and exciting in Arizona. Yeah,
0: yeah, for sure. All right, on to our next section. We're going to be ranking uh one through five uh our shortstops. From the NL West division. So mine is pretty brief, uh, but number five, the San Francisco Giants, Brandon Crawford. He he's a good fielder, but he wasn't as good as our as my number four pick. Fun fact, he is the brother in law of Garrett Cole. Yeah, uh, yeah that's cool. You, yeah, yeah.
1: Um I have him at number five as well. Okay. But I think if you go back five years, he would have been number one.
0: Number Number yes, one or I two would. In agree. The NLS. I would say four. Yeah, three, four years ago, I would say four so. Years ago,
1: yeah. yeah. Um, my number four, I'll go for four, is Nick Ahmed. Um, best. He's the best defender out of all five of these, I believe. Definitely um, yes, he is. One of the best arms. His offensive has gotten better every year, but he's not like a electric player. He's just a solid. He plays a lot of games too. But uh, has,
0: is this his fifth year or sixth year?
1: I think it's yeah. I think it's sixth or seventh.
0: It's now. sixth or seventh, and. Um, he's won two Gold Gloves, and he's got some and the platinum glove lots of yes, lots of competition. Corey Seager, who is a decent fielder, I checked his metrics, but yeah. weren't as good.
1: Yeah, if Ahmed could hit three hundred with a little more home runs, he might be top two here.
0: Right. Uh,
1: but the NL West is so loaded with stuff. It is.
0: Um. So Ahmed was also my fourth pick, and I I would agree with you. His pop has picked up a lot over the past couple of years, um, and he's only 30 years old in comparison with Crawford, who obviously is going down to fifth because he is 34 years old, and he's obviously going to be dropping, in. four or five years ago was his prime, so, you know, that was a big... So, who's your number three? My number three, you might be surprised, is uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. Oh, wow. Yeah, so his huge year last year, did he get Rookie of the Year? Yeah. Or, was, uh, anyway, yeah, I'm not 2019, whatever. Um, I put him at number three because mainly because he. I don't think he's played enough in his career for people to really look at him. Obviously, he has it for the shortened season. Um, I think he's a good comparison with Trevor Story, both batting average wise. But the problem was strikeouts. He's kind of yeah, like Trevor Story, right? Yeah. So, um. And like I noted, n- uh, there weren't enough years for him, uh, for me to put him at number two.
1: All right, uh, so one. my number three is Corey Seager. Um, he would be higher, but he's had some injury history, and he's only just now really started putting it together. I mean, he had a really good year this last year. If he can replicate that this season, he would be number one or two for me.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely.
1: My number two is Trevor's story. And this was really a coin flip between t- story and Tatis, Um, cause they're so similar. Um, and it was, it was really hard, but I think I just went with the uh, Tatis because of his, just, I don't know, his extra
0: flare. Component. Yeah. The flair. Yeah. Story
1: doesn't have that. Like cause <laughs> Tatis can change a game by just being
0: there. Right. Exactly. Um, I put stories at number two as well. Um, lots of strikeouts but he also doesn't walk that much which is you know he's really there to either put the ball in play or well or I guess hit dingers or strike out um but he's also a great base runner and is a huge threat uh despite his size I think he's pretty big he's got to be like 6'1 6'2 maybe 210 uh 220 ish yeah in comparison to his he's 6'2 215
1: yeah well that's what they say I mean, they always inflate. Right, it
0: always it, and it changes as well. But he is a big guy, so um, I think that's impressive. Uh, so I guess obviously our one and three were switched. My number one is Corey Seager, <clears throat> and a big uh, thing that made me pick him was he doesn't strike out at all. In for a power hitter, he doesn't strike out, um, and he, he's got six years of playing time. And he's a decent fielder. I don't think he's as good as Story or Tatis. I didn't check Story's fielding statistics or anything. Um, he's better than Seager. Story.
1: Story is, and I think Tatis is too. But Seager has the offense. He has the batting average.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So I, I just think Corey Seager is more reliable to put it in play. By the way, he batted 278 with two strikes last year. The MLB average was 167. And he added 100 points to his average from the previous year. So that was impressive.
1: Wow. Yeah. Um,
0: And why Tatis at number one?
1: For me, Tatis at number one is the intangibles it brings. Um, And I think if he's this good at this young of an age, I mean, he can only go up. And he's just he's improved. His first year, he made a ton of errors. And from the second year, I don't know the exact numbers. His second year this last year was just – Really good in the field. I uh, watched him a lot when they were playing the D backs and he made some plays that were just like pretty crazy.
0: Yeah, I would agree. I would definitely, I guess, hearing that, I, I would consider switching it and making my list basically the same as yours, maybe moving story down to three. Um, but yeah, I think that that's a good lineup right there. So, yep, Corey Seeger is overall uh, quite impressive especially with his good contact uh, story with the power, speed, and Tatis with the power and the speed.
1: Here's a question regarding these five shortstops. January 1st, 2022, will all five of these shortstops be with their current club? In 22? In 22, so a year, about roughly 10 months from now.
0: Well, Tatis, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Seeker, definitely. Ahmed, Definitely. Yeah. I, I think Trevor's story, I think, is the only one that could be gone.
1: Story's going to be gone. I think he's going to be gone. He's uh, going to be gone. And honestly, I think Seager will stay, but I will not be surprised if Seager's not um, not there. Because I think that... the. It depends on how high the Dodgers are on Gavin Lux. If they think he's as good as Seager, which I don't think he is, I think he's the most overrated prospect besides he is. Guerrero Jr.
0: Yes, definitely. I mean
1: just, but Guerrero Jr. might be better than Lux. I mean
0: I would agree. Even though I hate to say it, um I just don't like Lux. He I d I don't know. Watching him play too is kind of boring.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, so I think if the Dodgers wanted to, they could get an unbelievable package for Seager.
0: Definitely. Yes, lots of good prospects and, or a good player and prospects. And the Rockies,
1: if they trade Story, will get a better. They they will get a haul. They absolutely I mean, a team could give up their whole farm system for him and then right. extend him, and they'd have the best shortstop.
0: Definitely. All right. So on to our uh, next and final section: our NL West um, predictions for 2021.
1: All right. I'll start off with uh, my NL West predictions at number five. What I'll do is I'll give. Like, what I think their minimum wins will be. And then you tell me if it's over or under, what you think. Okay. Or, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, number five for me is the Colorado Rockies. And I see them at a minimum of 60 wins.
0: Okay. The Rockies' expected wins is 51.7, I think. I was like, that is unreal. And so, I did have Rockies as number four. I moved them to five after that. (laughs) I would agree. They're... I see 60 wins. It's yeah. It's unfortunate because they have a good rotation. If Arenado wasn't gone, would that be a different story?
1: Yeah, well, I don't think their rotation is that good anyway. Really? But I see Blackman, uh, Story, and Arenado. Those are the, some of the three best hitters in baseball. I don't see right. how they did not push for this. And mm-hmm. when they signed Arenado, they said, oh, we're, we're all in, we'll, we'll win, we'll win. Um, and they really botched the
0: whole Arenado situation. Okay, Um. so... My number five was the Giants, but obviously now it's the Rockies. Um, so, do you think, did you check the Giants' uh, pitching staff at all?
1: Yeah, I looked at a little. And uh, the Rockies? They got, Anthony, so the Giants got Anthony Desclafani. Right. Um, signed him uh, after he left the Reds.
0: They still have Gosman, or they have Gosman, Cueto, and a couple Cahill. of other guys. They have Cahill. Yeah. yeah. But do you think, in comparison to the Rockies? rotation it's better
1: i think it's about even or better really it's even or better it's
0: they have senzatella marquez john gray and kyle freeland i okay. think
1: maybe the rocket but i mean the giants offense is okay good. that is true yes uh really good brandon belt uh crawford Posey's coming back and i still think he could be really good um, yeah
0: too and... bad his injury but
1: no it was uh he's he didn't play because of covid
0: yeah, I know, but his previous injury obviously set him he's, back, I think. He
1: could still be a premier catcher, though. Um, oh, definitely. So, who's your, so it's five Rockies, four Giants. We we each match that. Yeah. So who's your number three? My
0: number three is the Arizona Diamondbacks. Yep. I think they have an excellent rotation with Mad Bum, Gallin, Kelly, uh, Luke Weaver— and I'm not so sure about the fi- number five, I guess. That we'll see Caleb Smith or uh, Alex Young, it was. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, so real quick. Yeah.
1: Giants, over or under 80 wins?
0: Under. Under 80 wins. Under, okay. yeah, I think so. All
1: right, my number three is the Diamondbacks as well. Okay. Um, They just can't compete with the Dodgers and Padres.
0: Speaking uh of Diamondbacks, I mean, um, Tyler Clippard, what do you think he's going to do for them?
1: He's going to be really good in the bullpen
0: yeah he even though just,
1: d- he might not pitch a good e r a but he's an innings eater and he can strike out batters i right. just think he'll be solid
0: right and their offense is i think it's on i think their offense is underrated they have walker uh marte Kelly or Catel Marte yeah and Escobar Escobar calhoun Peralta they have speed and power which is just a dangerous force okay. and they have pretty good contact hitters as well
1: so diamondbacks that's under or over 80 wins
0: i want to say over yeah but it might be 500
1: yeah i mean they play the dodgers and padres 10 times each <laughs> yeah that's each.
0: 20 game. that's like that's um,
1: 20 i think they're gonna probably it's gonna be a combined 25 games against two teams that i think are gonna be amazing right But okay so do you think the d-backs could be a wild card team because i don't think da- so
0: um, thinking about it, think I about don't the know. East. The East. The You have the Mets? The Met. Oh, no. Then, no. I don't think so. Braves playoff I team. I don't think so. Nationals
1: playoff team. No. And then you have the NL Central, the Cardinals playoff team, Cubs playoff team. They're right. not going to, I mean, the Diamondbacks would have to make some serious moves.
0: And that would put the Padres at like, or the Dodgers, they'd be losing. They'd only have like 80 some wins, which is highly unlikely.
1: Yeah. Um, so uh, who's your number two?
0: My number two is the San Diego Padres. I, th- I think their overall lineup is good, and uh, they have a good rotation and a very good offense with Grisham, Myers, Hosmer, Nola, Machado, Tatis, and Pham kind of leading the, leading the uh, Slam Diego team.
1: Yeah, so I have the same Padres number two, Dodgers number one, so we mirrored each other. Um, the Dodgers have Bauer— they have Kershaw. They have Bueller. They have Arias. Price. Price.
0: Who I don't think is gonna. He's not that good. He's, he's not good. that great. Dustin May or really Tony good, Gonsolin, yeah. who these guys throw hard. They're
1: so deep. I mean, and, the yeah. diamond, I mean, another team would want their number five starter as their number two. Right. Basically, or
0: or number one. It's just that some and of the these offense, guys. And the
1: offense. Bellinger, Betts. You keep. I keep forgetting. Yes, Betts is on their team.
0: I think something that is not talked about enough is the Dodgers bullpen. Listen to this: Blake Trainin, who didn't have a great year, or or was it bad? I don't remember.
1: It wasn't bad. It wasn't it, good either. Right?
0: They have Glatterol, who's throwing a hundred. We saw him pitch in the World Series. Yeah, one hundred
1: and three or something.
0: Yeah, Joe Kelly, who throws gas and is wild. Tommy Kainley and Corey Knebel. Um, I was I was saying this could be one of the best bullpens. And Jansen, mm-hmm. we know he can be good, but what yeah. it ha- did we see one or two good seasons from him? I don't know. Yeah. I don't remember, but... I mean, he's solid. Yeah, well, he, he can. I don't be.
1: think he should be the closer. Who would you do as a Dodgers, Dodgers closer?
0: Uh, just because Canely was on the Yankees, I would pick him, but after seeing glateral pitch in the World uh, yeah. Series, I Kelly like his stuff. Or, or okay, Kelly yeah. Um, if if Kelly can work on his... uh. Uh, location, I think that would yeah. be obviously he'd be a lot better.
1: Okay, so I have the Dodgers and Padres each reaching a milestone in wins. Okay, do you think the Padres and Dodgers both will be over or under a hundred wins each?
0: Oh, that's super unlikely. I've, that doesn't happen very often. Um, I think they can both get a hundred wins.
1: Yeah, I see the Dodgers winning a hundred and ten games.
0: I say if the Dodgers win one hundred and ten games, the uh, Padres will win m- mid nineties to almost a hundred wins.
1: Yeah, I mean if the the real thing to watch, we know that the Dodgers and Padres are the two best teams in the NL, so they're gonna trounce everybody else. The key they're gonna play about the same, probably like seven hundred ball against everyone else. The key is what happens in their games against each other. Padres and Dodgers play eighteen times. How many times are the Padres going to have to beat the Dodgers to win the division?
0: Wait, how many times did the Padres have to beat the have to
1: beat the Dodgers. What do they what what does their record need to be to go against the Dodgers in their 18 games? In
0: 18 games, I would say oh 12 and 6. Yep, that's what I was saying. I-
1: 13, 13 and 5 maybe. I mean, they're going to have to beat the Dodgers soundly. Yeah. I mean, they can't have any, like, you know, 11 and 9. The Dodgers will win the division. Yes. They have to be five games above five hundred against the Dodgers. Yes. The
0: Dodgers think. are clutch. Even though they strike out a lot as a whole, they are very good in the clutch. And mm-hmm. you know that for every batter, there's so much power, and they're, they're going to hit the ball well, no doubt, every single time.
1: Yeah. Okay, well, uh, that does it for today, doesn't it?
0: It sure does. Um, Thanks for listening to the Rookies Baseball Podcast with hosts Isaac Julesrud and Nate Ellison. Join us next week for another episode of the Rookies Baseball Podcast. Thanks for listening.